The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World This program is brought to you by Spirited Sea Travel Reserve your space for Spring 2020 Visit SpiritedSeaTravel.com and mention Unity Online Radio when booking Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much. Uh, First of all, thank you for being empowered, for being leaders out in the world, and for being an intentional spirit, most of all. And we say that all the time. We bring amazing guests in to to offer us either validation, new insight, uh, tools rather than rules, new ways that we could look at how to be more intentional. As we say often, there's a big difference between having good intentions and having goals. Good intentions can be for the rest of your life about the same thing. And I think our guests can um, definitely reassure us of that today. Sometimes the intentions are our soul call and mission, and we just learn how to do it better every day of our lives. While some of that might be good intentions to follow through, a new awareness, a healthy eating program. But it's about staying the course regardless of how outside circumstances happen around you. So, Keith Leon, welcome to our show today. I'm delighted that you're here. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you have uh, not only been busy on this dimension, which we know ultimately is all one dimension, um, but you've been busy talking to a lot of people on the other side um, called the angels. So Mm -hmm. how did your your journey start? Let us, uh, let our audience delve into... How did you get to be so bold and um, and brave in your awareness and saying this is an everyday part of life, people, and it's happening to me and it can happen to you? <laughs> well, ever since ever since I was a child, I could hear my guardian angel's voice, and I am so happy and blessed that that was true because my parents split when I was two, father wasn't around, and my mom was manic depressive and mostly depressive. So she was in the bed and, and not much available to me. So that left my teenage sister to try to raise me, but she was trying to be a teenager, <laughs> not raise her brother. And so, uh, so there was this uh, this voice that guided me that 
kept me out of harm's way so many ways that filled the role kind of of the the mother the father all the all the uh, guidance that I needed to have and wasn't receiving I got from this voice and uh, when I was a child the voice was outside of me and it, and it moved around so I think that was so my young mind could wrap that wrap my mind around it <laughs> right if it was inside my head I might have thought I was like crazy or something but so so if if the voice was up in the ceiling i would hear it there if the if the voice was right behind me i would hear it there and so i really learned at a very young age to just follow this inner guide to follow uh, and do what this voice told me to do and any time that i followed that guidance everything went well and if i didn't not so much mm I just heard that uh, angels playing some kind of symbols or something. Did you feel that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was- I know. I'm like, there they are. <laughs> so when you were when you were little, were you in any kind of traditional setting, or the people around you open? I mean, were you able to talk to your teenage sister and say, "I keep getting this voice or this guidance," or or were you? Um, I think that's one thing related to people in your generation, which would also be people like me, that um, it wasn't like it is today, that so many mm-hmm. things are talked about. And back then, yeah. how did that how did that feel yeah. for you to have this going on? And did you feel safe to share it? Did you feel weird or odd or are leading edge or blessed? Well, when I shared it with family, they, of course, back then called it your imaginary friend, (laughs) your imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. But when this imaginary friend started uh, predicting things, started telling me things that just came true time after time after time, then after a while, my mom was on board. And uh, my sister didn't pay too much attention to it, but but my mom was on board after a while. And even so much when the angel told me that this this girl that was lived down the block was to be my future wife. And and when I first told her that was when I first told her about the angel, and she's like, "Oh, you're so sweet." And she, she would joke, "There's your future wife." But then uh, right after that time, then he did things like when her friends were kind of. Her and her friends were kind of teasing me about my imaginary friend. He said, tell them to buy gold. And I said, my angel's telling you to buy gold. And they're like, oh, you're so adorable, you and your imaginary friend. Well, like the day after that, there was this huge, huge gold rush and gold spiked by 300, 400% in, in the uh, 70s. And, uh, and they missed the boat. And then they came to me and they were like, what else does he have? What else does he say? And I asked, what do you want me to tell them? Oh, he says you should have listened the first time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Time. Yeah. But after that, they were kind of leaning in, you know, what does he say now? What does he say now? And and just after kind of proving, right, proving to my mom through things that he told me to tell her, uh, after that, she was she was on board. And, uh, and she, too, uh, had something she called, you know, mother's intuition. But she was a psychic, and she she would be able to predict and tell me things that, that before they would happen, that they would happen. So I learned after a while to listen to her as well. Well, I think, I think that's a key point because, you know, I, this is already happening to you and, and you are very successful. These things are happening to me. And it doesn't mean, oh, look at us. I don't mean that. Life is always right. a journey and we're learning something every day. But I think for people tuning in, 
I think it's important, and I think to just elaborate a bit on your story, because you could have said, I have this going on, and everybody just made fun of you and said, or <laughs> in some cases, sadly, they would have told you you're of Satan, or they would have sent you to a psychotherapist, or whatever, or you could have gone on medication. I mean, even in 2019, these are the things that still could happen in certain windows of the world. And what I like about what you're saying is that even though it might be called something different, even though somebody made it more comfortable for them to say, well, it was this, it really wasn't that, the key is that you didn't shut it down. Yes. And that happens. Yeah, that happens to a lot of psychics. It happens to a lot of core leaders. It happens to a lot of medical intuitives. It happens to um, a lot of people that are ultra sensitive. They'll get three or four comments, usually from a family system more often than not, or early days of education, and they don't proceed anymore. They close it off. And what you did was you kept reminding people around you, this is how it's working. And I think that's mm -hmm. the key, don't you? I think the key is... Yeah for us to show people how the gifts are working and then it's undeniable because they they see it. Yeah, and two two things just came up for me in what you shared. Uh, the first is I, I call it angels because I've had direct experience, like I've literally seen angels and they've showed up for me over and over again. But for point of clarification, you may call it uh, intuition, inner guidance system. God, spirit, universe, um, source, right? I like to say it doesn't matter what you call it as long as you call it. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. Oh, that's that so funny. Of, that's what I right? say. But I say that yep. as far as uh, universal law, principle, God, Yahweh, blah, blah. I say it doesn't yeah. matter what you call it. What matters more than anything is that you what you believe about it. Yeah, because we're, we're made up of that God stuff, you know, <laughs> whatever you like to call that. And mm -hmm. so because because that is what God is, that is what spirit is, and, and we're made up of that stuff, then we still have direct connection to it. And so it's really right. about sitting, at, sitting, asking, and more important, listening <laughs> for the answer mm -hmm. to the question that we just asked. So, And then the second part of what you said was I actually did end up shutting it off for a while. Um, because my, my mom met a man when I was uh, eight years old who was the closest to, to Jesus of anybody I've met. I literally could see a halo around his head, and I was so excited. I was going to finally have a father, and they met and got married in, in three months' time. And five days after the wedding, he was killed. And, oh, my, uh, my gosh. Mom went in, yeah, my mom went in. Oh, what a, what a soul tale. fragmentation yeah. there. Yeah, and so needless to say, she went into a tailspin of even worse depression than before. And she mm -hmm. looked at me when I was eight years old and said, I need you to be the man of the house. And so I took that role on, like, wholeheartedly. And I went wow. to work, and I just, I was going to be the man of the house. And so with that request and with my agreement to it, uh, went my childlike wonder. <laughs> went my opening of that uh, voice, right? And so slowly it kind of drifted away. As I uh, went into my teens and started, you know, partying like a lot of teens do, and and it just it just had all but disappeared till my early twenties, and uh, when I was twenty-two, that's when I had that visit from the, the earthbound angel that I talk about in my book, Walking with My Angels: A True Story. 
Oh, wow. What, what a journey. I talk about a, oh, yeah. that's big, you know? Yeah. Because that could have just been a lifelong permanent scar. Or you could yeah. have to, taken the approach to be so mad. You know, like, mm -hmm. why did you put someone in our life that was so special for them to now not be here or whatever? So well, what I kind of hear within the undertone of no matter what is happening to you, there's more of you that comes out on the other side, which is what I like to be about, mm -hmm. which is what makes people intentional. Because if you went with every event that happened in your life and that's the reason you're not becoming something, well, that explains why a lot of people aren't becoming something, right? Yes. Yes. Amen. So I've been really looking forward to this conversation and, you know, some some guests give me space to talk. I don't need to because I really want to talk about your new book, Walking With My Angels. And I want to encourage people to go with walkingwithmyangelsbook.com to go and check that out. Um, you'll see some other noted people that we've actually interviewed on our show that are listed there on Keith Leon's page. But this thing about angels and this veil, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, oh, you know what came up to me when you were saying that? Well, you know what you call it. It's like, we can say that we're all one, but yet your name is Keith Minds Temple. We have Louie, stage, you know, sound manager. We have Jeff. We still language people's names because, you yeah. know, yes, we're all made of the same thing and we're all about the same energetic presence or physics proves that, but we still label things to, to make our conversation and to explain things. So do your angels have names? Are there a number of ones? Are there the same ones? Have you kind of through the years, you get a new one? I mean, uh, and I mean that with the utmost respect. And there's a reason I'm asking you that. Um, what has that looked like? You said he. So has he stayed with you, this one angel, since you were a child? Yes. And, and okay. because there was because there was that kind of uh, period of time in between uh, be, where that voice was there and then later this earthbound angel came to me in the flesh. Um, that's one of the questions that I present after you read the book is you hear about this earthbound angel that worked with me and then you hear about this friend named Larry and then you hear about this other guy uh, who saved my life right when I was going to jump over oh, a freeway overpass, right? I was at a low point and ready to take my life and, and someone saved me there. And uh, so all of these angels kind of appeared to me in different ways and so the the question at the end of the book is you know is this the same angel that appeared four different ways or is it one angel or is it four different angels like you make the call right and i okay. leave the question to the reader and their experience uh because what the answer is for the person reading is is the answer right regardless mm -hmm. of what the answer of is. course of course uh, so right so so, so for I'm... me uh yes uh, I have my guardian angel that's with me all the time, and that's that's the same one. But then I also uh, work with uh, some of the archangels. I have my I have my Fab Four. I can call on any of them, but there's like some that are my favorite that I use for for with certain things. And uh, so I would I would want, want listeners to know is that uh, when it comes to guardian angels, we all have at least one, at least one guardian angel, and they have two jobs: one, love us unconditionally. And two, get us to our predetermined expiration date. 
and they are on high watch now because there's so many moving parts. Right? So, uh, so if we want anything other than those two things, which is really their job, because we have free will, we must ask for additional support. So once you do that and you say, hey, guardian angel, first of all, thanks for keeping me alive, but I, I just want you to know that I'm open to hearing your voice. I'm open to seeing you like any and all ways that you want to show up for me to show me that you're there. I'm inviting that now. And, and I just thank you so much in advance. I'm looking for you. Can't wait to see you. And, and so it is. Amen. If you're, if you're like me and like to end with a, uh, so it is. Amen. <laughs> end it that way. But that's really an, an evocation that you can do uh, to open up to seeing the evidence of the way that uh, spirit God's angels are showing up for you in your life every day, everywhere you go. And how... How often did you not listen so you got to a is it safe to say now you listen every time? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. how where were you in your uh, chapters of life when you finally went? <laughs> I'm throwing in my flag. I'm listening as we move <laughs> forward. I'm getting clear, solid direction here from my guy Angel. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, or does John. he have a name or your, John your John life? Is, John is what I, for the sake of the book and the story, I call him John. I don't, okay. uh, I don't speak his name, uh, his name that he gave me because the, the earthbound angel part of him that's doing, you know, work has now been assigned to someone else and is doing the same work with them that he did with me. And so I don't want to put his name out there so that people know gotcha. who it is. Uh, whether he changes it or not, I'm not sure. But uh, mm -hmm. so, so call him John. For you're the a you're a friend of John W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So there we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. uh, wow. I love it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so, so as a as a child, it didn't it didn't take long at all. It's like I didn't I didn't have the walls built up, so I didn't need mm -hmm. a lot of proof. I was just like, oh, okay, wow, they say it, it comes true. <laughs> so I'm in. And so it was really easy as a child to get me on board. But in my early 20s, when this man came to me and started asking me about my belief system, and I was like, mm, eh, not so much. And then he kind of was feeling me out and at one point said, you know, do you trust me? Yes. Okay, well, let me see that ring. And he gave me the ring that my stepfather, who I told you had, uh, you know, died five days after the wedding. Like, I was wearing the wedding ring that he had on when he passed. So really, it just had his energy and my energy in that ring. And that's it. And so I handed that ring to him and he put it in his hand and he did what's called a life review and told me everything from the second I was born to the moment that my stepfather passed. And I knew that he had seen that because he, he like cringed and shook and handed me the ring back and was like, well, I could have went my whole life without seeing that. But uh, uh, so I knew that, well, this, this guy's got something, you know, <laughs> he's wow. He just told me everything. There was no Google back then. He could not have known any of this stuff that he told me. And so, uh, so I started to believe a little bit and he just kept showing me and predicting world events and predicting how my whole next day would go. And mm -hmm. after he had done that so many times and I believed in him, then he said again, do you trust me? And I said, yes. And he said, well, I guess it's time to tell you. And I was like, tell me what? <laughs> I leaned in. What? What? What are you going to tell me? And he said, uh, you know how people call people that do good deeds for each other, uh, earthbound angels? And I said, yes. And he said, well, that's not really who we are. 
And I'm like, who we are? And he goes, yeah, yeah, okay, so let me, how can I explain this? Um, I was an etheric angel, so I was in the spirit realm. But I come down into a body and I'm assigned to certain people. And uh, when we, this group of us, are assigned to certain people, we go to them, befriend them, and we need to uh, do a few things. We need to take them from believing in nothing to believing in everything so that they can live into their purpose. And so I'll work with you to do that. And then also there'll be a point where I will save your life. And at that point, you have to let me go because I go on to work with someone else. And uh, ultimately, I will also reveal to you your life purpose. And so that's what I'm up to. Are you open to that? And so he did. He spent well over about a year and a half. And uh, and so this was the part you were talking about where where I had to see proof over and over and over again because he'd show me a miracle on Monday and by Tuesday I'd be like, nah, you know, that didn't happen. There's <laughs> no, I made that up. And uh, he was so patient with me, so patient with me. And so that's kind of my favorite part of the book is if you think, what did he have to do to get Keith to go from believing in nothing to believing in everything? What kind of miracles did he have to show him? Uh, I chronicled just a handful of those, uh, many of those things in the book, and uh, they were just uh, out of this world. And uh, after a while, I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. It does happen as I believe. It does all the things that Jesus said, you know. He, he said all of those things were true as we believe it is done unto us. We believe in that we'll have and we will receive that mm -hmm. our word was creation. Our thoughts and beliefs speeded up the creation. Um, you know, all of those things kind of that Jesus taught, he, he proved over and over again to me so that I could uh, be a walking, talking example of the things that, that Jesus and the other incredible master teachers uh, taught over the over the years and are still teaching right yeah i mean if exactly. you if you tune into all the people that follow the purple flame and saint germain and the i am you know and all of that i mean that's an ongoing um evolution of the same archetype you know i love that you use the word archetype it's one of my favorite words of of all of all times did you ever feel or do you still sometimes feel with your immediate circle or your family or your friends some of your peers is is everyone would everyone be happy for you that you're able to do this or do other people's own inner insecurities uh, do they compare and wonder why is it not happening to them do you have any experience around that at all yeah there's kind of any and all of that I, I believe mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm like getting. There's, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's one family member who recently read the book and they were like, Oh, what a wonderful story. And I'm sure that, and they said this to my wife, I'm sure that Keith believes all that is, is true. I think it's a wonderful story, but I'm not sure that all that happened, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and my wife was like, Hey, and I said, that's fine. You know, because, because the, the promise that the angels gave me was that anybody that held the book, in their hands would be raised to their next level of vibration. And mm. so I said, I said that for so many years and it wasn't until a month before the book came out when I said it, who I, that I realized like this was how I was going to reach as many people as they told me I would is because they don't even have to read it. Right. They just have to hold it in their hands and they're raised to their next level of vibration. So, so she got everything that she was supposed to receive, whether she believed it or not, just by holding the book. 
in her hands. And so, so that allows me to not have any attachment to whether people believe it. <laughs> I know that they're getting what they're supposed to get. Uh, and, and it is wonderful and validating when like my wife's father, who is like the toughest critic ever. Right. And we've come to him with over the years with all the great things that we were doing and felt like this was the one thing that was going to change everything. But he knew hanging in the background was this life purpose project that I talked about that I never really talked about. Right? And so once I started talking about this and he found out what it was and what the message was, uh, when he looked at me and said, instead of, I hope this is the thing, I hope this is the one, he actually looked at me and said, I believe this is the one. This is what is your life purpose. This is why you're here. This, this is going to get out to the masses. And um, so that validation from him uh, did touch my heart. You know, did mm. I did I need it? Did I need it? No. But did it also make me feel like if he said that, then that makes me excited because I believe that this book is going to reach people that normally would never read an angel book. Right? I'll already get my angel people and my spiritual people. They're already going to go, yes, keep came out with another book and they're going to get it. But... but but because I am a, uh, a businessman for many years, successful businessman, and I, and I wear a suit, and I uh, am a, a family man, you know, a father and a husband, and all of these things is what I believe will have a businessman in Boston, you know, or New York, or someone that would never even be open to that. Go well, I guess I don't know if this guy's talking about angels. Maybe I'll at least pick it up and and give it a look. Mm-hmm. And that and that's exciting. You know, reaching people that would normally not be open to that message. And even if they just have a little bit of an opening, it's still that times, you know, 100 million people, right? If everybody has just a little bit of an opening, that's a shift in the universe. Oh, yeah. I I so agree. Years ago, a publisher invited me to write the book with terminology, How to Speak Unity. And I wrote it for the people at the dentist's office. You know what I mean? Or I wrote it yeah. for the people at the school. I didn't write it for the unity choir, you know, that said, well, this isn't anything new or this is so simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't write it for them. I wrote it for the masses to have a new understanding and not make our teaching so weird, so cult, so, you know, all the things that people say. So I, I get you. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. absolutely uh get you i admire your work very much and i uh i'm very happy that you have now after having 30 years in you that you have come out with this book because it's important and i do find this is a time where people are more open than ever and that's just in my small window of the world you know but we need it we need that kind of connection and with suicide being off the charts and uh, you know, chronic situations being off the charts. We need people to get back to an inner source and awareness uh, more than language or, you know, more than platitudes and cliches. We need that real yes. deepening of why your life is important, why it matters, and that you have all these guides around you all the time. They show up on the visible realm and they also show up through people. Uh, which is really powerful. Uh, you're tuning in today. We're talking to Keith Leon, a very successful author, uh, walking with my angels. And he is at. We're glad you found us. 
This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and we're having a wonderful conversation as we're talking with Keith Leon S. today, and he has been successful all his life, and he's having another layer of coming out, his coming out party, and that he is taking a stand and spreading across the world his book, Walking With My Angels, and you can go to walkingwithmyangelsbook.com, that's walking with my angelsbook.com. And you were saying, um, Keith, you have a nice incentive going on right now. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you go to walkingwithmyangelsbook.com uh, and you get to that page, you, you are then able to click off and go to Amazon and get the book however you'd like it, softcover, Kindle, uh, audiobook, and then you come back and put your order number in and you'll receive over $1,600 worth of free gifts from some of the incredible partners and friends that have endorsed uh, endorsed my work over the years. And I just wanted you to not only have this great book, but to have tools to support you in that. So one of those things is, is even a, a video with me that gets you uh, started to, to do this work. Uh, and I love what, I love what you just said. Like like the words I use for it is I'm officially out of the angel closet <laughs> that mm-hmm. I was in for so many years because back when all this happened to me, uh, there, if I told anybody the things I'm saying right now, if I went on radio with you and said this, they'd be fitting me for a straitjacket and getting me some medication pretty quick. <laughs> you know, so so all the times have changed, and I'm so grateful and blessed that. Over the years, as I started to kind of whisper it to people, uh, people became more and more open. And at this point, uh, you know, there's just so few people that come to me and say, you know, you're you're a kook. <laughs> they just just everybody's like, ooh, tell me more, and is excited mm-hmm. to hear more. So I just I love how how people have just uh, evolved and, and opened up over the years, and and it just allows us all to be more tuned into that part of us that knows the answer to every question before we even ask it. And that is just uh, so exciting to me to to be a part of that, you know, whether I introduce that to you or I just say something today that helps you be able to do that even greater than you've already been doing, doing it already. Like all of that uh, just just warms my heart to know that I could be part of a shift or a change or something as beautiful as that. Absolutely. And of the, you know, 100,000 people that listen to you and the three people that call you kook, you know, good luck with yeah, that. Yeah. And I have a yeah. simple answer for people like that. Uh, with that kind of stereotype, that energy, I just simply say thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. You know, because we're not, if we're really living our mission and we're allowing our involution, our evolution to take place. Um, if everybody likes us, we're more than likely not being authentic because yeah. we push buttons and it's really not about us, you know? Yeah. And when, yeah. even when somebody says that to you, they're not, you would never be a kook. I mean, you're tuned in and tapped to this side and the other side. 
That's pretty admirable. Mm -hmm. They're saying inside myself, I still feel kooky about stuff in my own life and it has nothing to do with you. So I'm glad you're not listening. That's important. Yeah. Uh, And very, very, very um, significant. Well, I had, I have had that kind of guidance that you have um, in certain ways. And I'm not trying to say I am like you exactly. I I hope not. That would be boring for two of us to be doing the same thing, (laughs) but I do resonate. I had a friend die uh, when I was 30 and she was 40 and, um, and she communicates with me uh, quite often through new uh, numbers and or Mm -hmm. through statements, or she might come through with a medium but it's mm-hmm. it's very real as as real as it is any relationship that I have anywhere else, and I think that's the prejudgment. You know, people think, oh, there are some people that think you can only have a love relationship with people. Uh, you can also have it with animals and you know creatures. And you know, one of my best friends is um, uh, my Frederica, the the frog that stays on the fountain in my in the front of my home. <laughs> You know, so relationship is relationship, and you can have a deep relationship with uh, your archetypal, your angels, your guides, and but it is that kind of thing. I want to hear more about what you think about this part of it. If you don't use it, you lose it. It's all there. It's all around uh, of heaven and of earth, and that's to me what that has always meant. Not a heaven like a piece of real estate with gold and everybody goes and sleeps and rest in peace. That would be so impossibly boring, but heaven is a consciousness of whatever you deem of that is about greatness. It's, it is available to you in your, in your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. One of the things that my angel taught me was that in the, spirit realm or the energy realm is that there there is no time and space like at all so uh he said you know your loved one can be or a friend or you know someone that you've supposedly lost right can be with their family in heaven and right by your side at the same time and anytime that you call their name they can be right there with you and that was just so enlightening for me to to know and to understand because uh, for so long I had a hard time when when people passed from from this right from this realm and they passed on there was that separation anxiety that made me feel like I lost them and and everybody says I'm sorry for your loss you know and I kind of had bought into that until I learned that there really is no there is no loss they're always there and so uh, so like you said this is uh, this oh man activating keeping tuned in uh, continuing to uh, see how you're manifesting all the time with your words, your thoughts, and your actions. It's it's it works, but only every time. If you really kept track of everything that you say, think, and do, and you kept track of all that, you would see how it all comes true. Sometimes it takes a year later, so we don't notice that we spoke it and then it came true. But if you kept track of everything, you'd find out that it always comes true. So so what I love and the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is to and remind people that uh, this type of work, this connection, the manifesting uh, in a way that we can see it and notice it, 
is kind of like, um, and I'll date myself now, it's kind of like back in the day when I wanted to tune in a radio station, I had to go to this big giant box and turn this wheel, and I had to turn it back and forth and back and forth to try to tune into this one station, and it would be like <laughs> static, and I'd go mm-hmm. back and forth and back and forth, and then finally it would come in. And then when it came in, you'd step away and be like, don't touch the dial now, right? Don't touch it. Uh, but, the, but the point is that when it came in, it was crystal clear. And then it was perfect. But there was just mm-hmm. that kind of fine, fine tuning. And so that, I, think, I believe that's why we have meditation. That's why we have spiritual practice. That's why we have spiritual mind treatment and, and prayer and all those things is to constantly remind us of the truth of that and bring that clarity, that tuning that station brought in. And the, and the clearer we get it, because we do these practices all the time, and we're, we're in conscious uh, knowing that we're in creation, when we get into that, then we really, really see, see, like blatant evidence everywhere we turn how, how all of these things come true, how angels are there for us, how our friends are, are, are us, right? They are a mirror of us. Uh, the things that you were talking about that, you know, we say we're all God, everything is God. And that I think that's so big for a lot of people to get, you know. So when you can break it down into seeing the fact that we're all more alike than we are different. And when you strip away the layers and get down to the true and core essence of who we are, we just want to love and be loved. We just want to love and be loved. And we all have that one thing in common. And when you start from there and build out, then you can see all the evidence of everything that you and I have been talking about on this call. Mm-hmm. And the and the, the deep rooted core is the the ability to start living in a practice where you do inside listening, and yeah. that's um, it's I like to call it we're activating the soul's mission to open the heart of the world. So mm-hmm. that said. It's like um, we can, with whether, like you said earlier, the intuition part, or it's an angel talking to you, or it's a guide, or it's one of your elders that's on the other veil. You know, it's yeah, often our right. our family members who have gone before us. That's you know, what is it? Maya Angelou said, "I I stand before you in front of what ten thousand other souls, or you know, something like that." So. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a the the most practical insight about all of this is whether it's another source or you, it's the ability to really listen and to use it as your tools and your your guiding way. Um, and it's uh, it's life altering when you learn to do that because mm-hmm. then it it lessens any pain, it lessens any problems um because you're you're fully engaged in every step and process of your life it's not somebody outside you making the decisions you're not listening to all the programming around you um we've been laughing a lot uh, lately about the sat you know and I, i've been having so much fun with that you know how you get these little universal ideas and you know it's like sadly that's what children hear about all the time is we got to get you ready for your SAT and it's hysterical because I didn't ask you when you got on the show today what was your SAT score 
<laughs> you didn't ask me mine. You know, right. how important is that? I didn't get married based upon somebody's SAT score. I mean, it's just, our real SAT ought to be soul activating truth, right? That mm. ought to be our real yeah. SAT. So that's what you're yeah. talking about is not only are you talking about your life experience and the practical everyday application of being guided by angels, you're also coming in from a different place and saying it really deepens your ability to listen. Because it doesn't matter if, if Gandhi, you know, sits at the end of your bed and talks to you at night. If you don't listen, it's what's the point, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like to say uh, that uh, a lot, there's a lot that can be revealed in the space between two breaths. Because as I mm -hmm. sit in the question, and I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out and I just stay in that same question. Like even if it's just, what is my next step? What is my next step? And I'm breathing in and out, just focusing on the breath and asking the one question when the answer comes in. And like you said, it can come in with a voice. It can come in in a grand way, or it can come in as the answer to a question that you just never knew before <laughs> that moment. And when you do, uh, in my experience, it comes in the space between two breaths and and it makes me go <gasps> like that. And so anytime you hear yourself go, <gasps> yes, that's it, right? That's the answer to the question. And uh, write it down really quick and then stick to it. <laughs> because uh, uh, I, like I love to teach people to keep a first instinct journal with them all the mm -hmm. time and write and write that first instinct journal. And then you ask a question of the spirit, God, universe, your angels, you ask a question. And as soon as you get that first answer to the question, write it down, and if you're willing to stick to that, what you wrote down as the very first thing, every time your life will completely transform because your first instinct, your, that guidance, that answer, is always correct, but only every time. It's that darn second, third, fourth, fifth, and hundredth instinct when you go back and forth and back and forth, no, no, right? And those things are the ones that can derail you. Uh, but that first instinct is just always spot on. So those people who have uh, done that have been willing to write down the first answer they got and then just stick to it no matter what, even when that other voice comes in and goes, nah, no, this is what I wrote down. I'm going to stick to that. have had made major transformation in their life because there's, as I shared before, there's a, a part of you that knows the answer to every question before you ask it. And that's that connection to the source that created everything that we're all made up of. And so we are. Mm -hmm. We still mm -hmm. have. We still have access to that. And so, but, but when we uh, we sit and we ask, and again, how long, how many times do we really sit long enough to hear the answer? Um, I, I did a, my second book that I did was called "Who Do You Think You Are: Discover the Purpose of Your Life." Completely changed my life. That whole project. I took my plan every morning and put it aside, and then I just said, what is my next step? And I just waited for the answer. And one time I waited for two weeks for one answer. I did not move other than to go to the restroom and eat. And I sat in that question, what is my next step? And how do I ask all these incredible people to be in this book? What is my next step? And uh, I downloaded what I now call an elevator email, which was the process by which I asked all the most incredible authors, speakers, marketers, 
people in showbiz, like all the people in the world that I knew were living their purpose and all very famous and asked them to be in the book. And out of 80 people that I asked, I got 68 yeses. Of the 12 no's, it was the 10 of them were the publicist, not the person who said no. So really out of 80 people that I asked using this tool, only two people said no. And that's because they weren't a match. They weren't willing to be as vulnerable and share themselves openly as I was asking them to. Mm-hmm. Be- before that, before downloading that process, I had asked many, many well-known people and got n- I got told no by all the greatest people in the world. No, no, no. Because previously to that, I was asking from a place of where I felt I needed them to get to my next level. And if you you come to somebody with needy energy, they want to run away from that, right? And so they did. All the best ran away from me until I realized that, wait, this project is going to touch lives. It's going to be great whether they say yes or not. So I had no attachment to them saying yes. And then once I got this ask that literally had no attachment in the language of it, um, it just made it so that everybody said yes. And it was a profound shift. And had I just asked the question and then went about my business and forgot that I asked it, I would have never downloaded one of the most transformational tools that I've ever received. Wow, that's really powerful. Absolutely powerful. Did you, were you a, uh, a observer of the, the TV show Touched by an Angel? Uh, yeah. Did I, you get I involved in that at all? I, I love that. That's like one of the most positive shows I ever recall seeing on television, you know? Yeah. When I, um, when I was a kid, I watched it. And then just recently when I was over in, uh, in London on, on, uh, speaking over in London, I, I pulled it up on like Netflix and started watching some episodes now. Right. And it's so mm-hmm. different now than, mm-hmm. than when I was a child based on what's been happening in my life right and i get and i get and i get why i loved it as a child because i had that guardian angel and and there's there's so much similarities and kind of in the way that he showed up for people and the way that that mine showed up for me and watching it now i was just like like god bumps and chills from head to toe just watching this show going whoa this this really Mm -hmm. made a profound difference in my life and i had forgotten that Mm-hmm. And it it is also a it's also a wonderful uh, message as well to to recognize that at any given moment in your everyday life, any of us that we could be that angel experience for someone else. Um, it could be the words you say to the cashier or the waiter in the restaurant or you know someone in passing or an uplifted kind of uh, experience that you might have. And, you know, those are the kind of things that you don't always hear about or you don't necessarily get the credit for. It doesn't put you in the newspaper, but it can significantly shift uh, someone's experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just pulled a card from, uh, I, I created this uh, angel card deck and I, uh, tuned into 11 archangels and asked them to give me four messages each. And I just pulled a card uh, for this call right now. And it says it's from Archangel Jophiel. And it's what we were just talking about. It says, I am Archangel Jophiel. I'm here to remind you that what you put your intention and focus on expands. This is one of the laws of the universe. My child, 
put your focus on all the things that bring a smile to your face and watch how they manifest right in front of your eyes. I love mm. So, Keith, how would you say that all of this has changed you? Mm. I mean, for the for the for the person that's on the corner of a breakthrough and saying, "Well, I'm ready to have my angel coming out party." How, how would you say that this has shifted you in in any way? It shifted me in every way, but the the most profound way I, I believe is that allowing this inner guidance to tell me what to do really to lead me right being willing to listen to get the answer and then do what I've told whether on the appearance I want to do it or not or believe it or not has uh, has really changed my life because as long as I follow the guidance exactly the way that I get it everything works out perfectly but only every time. It just always works out perfectly. And sometimes it takes a while to show me how it's working out perfectly. But uh, when I look back at any guidance I've ever got since I was eight, and I look back at it, I, I go, there was the blessing. I see it now. I see it now. Wow. You know, it's amazing how it works every time. So, uh, so yeah, it's just being willing to uh, open, making that invitation and really paying attention to how you are are manifesting and how you're making a difference in the lives of other people every day just by being who you are. There's nothing special you have to do. You just be who you are. You're making a difference as you walk on this planet. And People forget to tell us that we make a difference. They assume we already know. And so for all those people who have forgot to tell you that you make a difference, uh, I want to remind you right now that, that you do this this world would not be the same without you. You make a difference. And do you still own your publishing company? Yeah, yeah, we do, and we we love what we do. And what's the name of it? Uh, Leon Smith Publishing. Leon Smith Publishing is the the main publishing, and then we we do have four imprints to kind of match people with the type of books that they want to write. So we have Leon Smith Publishing, we have Baby Pie Publishing, Beyond Belief, and You Speak It, Speak it Publishing. So if you go to Leon Smith Publishing, you'll see that. If you want to read more specifically about this angel piece, right, uh, go to Beyond Belief Publishing. That site has everything about the Angel Project, including events that I'll be speaking at upcoming. And uh, I actually look forward to seeing you when I come uh, to Florida in a few months. Absolutely, yes. Well, let's make, I think we've got that set up, don't we, that you'll be yeah. coming in? Yeah. Are we, we hosting you? Yeah, and I'm excited to meet you in person. Mm, yeah, as, as am I. As I'm really looking forward to featuring you here, and, and we have... Um, a lot of people that will be uh, very excited to meet you. And that's another reason I wanted to highlight the publishing side because so many people now are, you know, writing books and coming forth and stating their truth. And it's good to know that you're, that you're out there, you know, mm -hmm. another door, if you will. Yeah. And, and using what we were talking about just now, right. My inner guidance, we actually mm -hmm. downloaded we downloaded a process where we are able to write books for people without them having to write a single word. They just show up to seven phone calls and we guide them through the process with grace and ease 
get the information that they spoke and then turn it into a book for them. So that's process is is proof that this stuff works because we just mm -hmm. ask the question how how can we be of service and make this process that can be so arduous how can we make it like simple and we downloaded that process so it's just it's just been a, a, a miracle uh, in our lives and and so many people because a lot of people don't have time to write so, but they can talk about what they do all day long so that was an answered prayer that now has helped so many people to to get their mission and message out to the world, all because we asked the right question and then sat long enough to keep downloading and receiving information. And then sooner or later, we looked at the sheet that we were writing everything down uh, uh, and said, oh, if this works, we just reinvented the wheel. Uh, it's just amazing how it, how it works when you work it. Well, that's another show. I mean, I think we ought to do yeah. a show just about that. That would help a lot of people. That would, uh, you know, catapult the career of a lot of intentional spirits out there. If we talk about that and the value of that and the difference it can make, I would like mm -hmm. to do that. So is Dia your publicist? Yes, or, absolutely. Okay. She, she's, she's mine. Uh, she's the best. So let's she's go through her again. Let's get that show scheduled because that's very powerful. And a lot of people just have the word hard written down with the idea book and it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be. So let, let's get that going. I want to remind everyone I'm talking to Keith Leon S. He's a multiple international bestselling author. He has his own publishing company. He's a speaker. He's a trainer. He's hung out with the big names, as we say, especially in our genre, our industry. You can go to walkingwithmyangelsbook.com and you can order the book. And when you are affiliated with Amazon and you put the order number in, you get uh, about $1,600 worth of free products. So while looking at, I invite you to go to templehays.com or firstunity.org. Continue to find out how you can be part of our vital community and all that we are doing. And it's always a pleasure uh, to connect with all of you as intentional spirits and and to be uh, just connected, period. <laughs> it's like we say, Keith, it's just good to be anywhere. Glad to be alive in this exciting time, right? Amen. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank Bless you. Bless you, brother. You, Please keep doing the the work that you're doing. And, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Bless you on this journey we call life. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.